You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. I am honestly shocked that I live in a world where there are two Venom movies now. I mean, I'm just, I, I'm gobsmacked. I, I'm, I, I don't know. This is not something I could have possibly predicted happening. The nineties are now, old man. <laughs> I, you know, that was the thing. I think I spent so much time partying instead of reading comic books and watching animation in the nineties. I missed the part where everybody decided unanimously that they love Venom. I remember just going, you mean the old Spider-Man suit that was an alien <laughs> that you like that guy. Well, it's also his okay. turn probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I won't be shocked until like they get bitter a bill a movie. Like then I'll be like, Whoa, man, I remember the days when it was only main superheroes. <laughs> yeah, wow. But, I, but I'm an eighties comic book kid. So for me, I'm like, He's like one of my favorite guys ever. <laughs> I, I love, Horse Thor. I love it. I'm just waiting well, I'll for be it. thrilled. <laughs> I'll be there with bells on. Well, uh, to introduce the crew here to review Venom 2 or Venom Let There Be Carnage. Ugh, you know, the only character I dislike more than Venom. <laughs> you know. Uh, joining me is Spider Mike. Howdy, howdy. Frank. Hello. And introducing or reintroducing, if you remember from our first couple years of OU, Danny. Hello, little symbiotes at home. <laughs> Man, I yeah, I admit some of the later stuff they've done with symbiotes, to go off on a tangent just for a second here, the stuff they've done the last couple of years, I'm like, I kind of like this and I feel like I shouldn't because I hated so much of the symbiote shit for so long. But the stuff, Flash Thompson is now anti-venom and stuff. And I'm like, ooh, I like all this. Let's keep that stuff. And stuff about ancient Lovecraftian gods. I'm like, yes. Was the character <sighs> bad or was it just 90s comics? I think it was just 90s comics. Yeah. But yeah. he was like the ultimate expression of what was bad about 90s comics. He was the apex predator of badness in comics. I thought that was Spawn. You know, I love Spawn better than Venom, but Spawn really? got really bad. So well, That movie's still going to happen, though. Anyway, but I'm sure. sorry. I know you guys out there, you just love, you're all younger than me. Practically everyone alive on the planet is. <laughs> and you love Venom, so let's talk about this. And I admit, the first movie, everyone was like, that was terrible. And I was like, okay, I'm going to see it for myself, though, because I'll watch anything with superheroes. I was like, it wasn't terrible. Yeah, I loved it. It was Did fun. you straight up loved it? I straight up loved okay. it. I knew what I was walking into. Like, Fair manage enough. your expectations, people. I feel like we didn't get to see the full vision of that one. It felt like such a, like, it was felt like hacked to death by the studio. And I was like, oh, I would really like to see a more realized version of this movie. Well, I think the idea of Tom Hardy and Venom being sort of this uh, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, but who can communicate <laughs> with each other in the first movie, that aspect really worked. I was like, this yeah. is funny, and I'm having a good time with it. And I think that's it. what worked about this movie. Well, yeah. I mean, they listened to audiences and said, yeah, more of that, please. We like that stuff. Y'all took it a little too seriously in the first one. Pull back. And they're like, okay, we should definitely go more comedy here. Let's give Venom 
more to do as this alien symbiote who possesses Tom Hardy as Eddie Brock. He's an investigative journalist. Basically, when he's Venom, he's twice his normal size. He's got superhuman abilities. Basically, he, for all extents and purposes, cannot be killed while he's got this thing in him. But Venom is not the nicest alien symbiote as the world as alien (laughs) symbiotes tend to be a lot of the time. And uh, wants to eat people really, really badly because he says, like, well, an important vitamin in my diet I can only get from human brains or chocolate, but it's not as good in chocolate. <laughs> I is- found this to be the most relatable part of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be fresh. Anybody else? No? Uh, yeah, no, chocolate. Yeah. For it, yeah. If it had been peanut butter, I would have gone, I get you, man, I get you. <laughs> <laughs> so, really, but they're going with like an odd couple type of thing between the two of them. I mean, like Eddie's resigned to this. He can't get rid of this fucking thing. And this thing can't live outside of a human host. And problem is most hosts it's possessing die after a little while. Their bodies cannot support the venom symbiote. So meant to be together. But this is a breakup movie ultimately <laughs> as the two of them just finally have had enough each other and decide to go their own ways angrily. Even this also brings back the ex love interest in the first film, Michelle Williams, who I was like, what are you doing here? <laughs> I mean, not to judge the films, but no, just saying, what is she doing in any superhero movie? Well, She's Michelle Williams. Nothing screams contractual obligation more than Michelle Williams That's in true. this movie. Very I true. mean, gosh. Now announced making things even worse for Eddie, that she's engaged to the guy she was dating in the last one. It's heart is broken, but he kind of saw it coming. And plus, you can't really date anybody when you've got a dangerous alien symbiote in your body. It's, not with that attitude. It's a thing. <laughs> if all that's not bad enough, Stephen Graham is Patrick Mulligan, who's a detective who's constantly trying to use Brock uh, and at the same time berate him. He's not very good at his job, I think, yeah. really. You know, pick a good cop or bad cop. You can't do both at the same time. But on top of all this, there's a new bad guy or an old one if you watch the post credit scene in the first Venom film, Cletus Cassidy, played by Woody Harrelson, is a psycho serial killer who is about to be executed for his crimes when, because of his interest in Eddie Brock's career and calling him in to give him the final bit of his story in exchange for telling him where the rest of the bodies are hidden, ends up getting a bit of the parasite for himself or the symbiote and gets his own version of it and becomes Carnage. The worst Marvel character ever. Anyway, <laughs> so, sorry. Uh, Mike's looking at me like, I can think of like 30 worse. I could think of one a specific Venom who I fucking hate with a passion. <laughs> Woody Harrelson was obviously just told, play Natural Born Killers guy. Just play that. That's what killed me, is that it, there was just wasn't any investment in his character. It was just like, play crazy in a day and age where like we're starting to understand more about the word crazy and mental illness. Like, it just felt really flat to me. Oh, play like, like a theatrical version of crazy, you know, because yeah. I can't imagine there was anything like, really in the script that there's not inspiring dialogue yeah. so <laughs> okay woody harrelson do woody harrelson as the joker and go yeah, give me those eyes give me those woody harrelson eyes and they even set him up with a girlfriend a true love to balance a natural born killer thing which is the character of shriek which i don't believe is attached to cassidy in the comics right? no 100 percent. 100 i know i think not. they had a romance i thought they, they? had a romance they absolutely do absolutely oh, they absolutely do okay they do is All what right. i said oh, fair enough and yeah. uh naomi harris comes in to play that role who i by the way like a lot I think she's yeah. great. She's I just starting well. to get past roles in movies that nobody cared about, but, but big roles in them, like the latter Pirates of the Caribbean movies, yeah. and to stuff that people actually like, oh, wait, no, she's really good in that. She's Oscar nominated really now. Exactly. Great. They just 
threw her character in the trash. They just didn't really do much with yeah, her. Yeah, she's got a sonic voice. The only problem is that doesn't work well in a relationship with somebody with a symbiote because the, the one or two things that can hurt them are sonics. So, and you're like, you see it coming from a million miles away. It's never a surprise. And they don't really know what to do with it. And what this movie needed is if you've got these two characters that you want to be playing the natural born killers characters, for God's sakes, let them just go and play the natural born killers yeah. for characters. Because they're only together for what? Like five minutes or something? Yeah, they really are. The they're, issue they're I have fine. with those characters the most is that, like, yeah, the whole crazy thing, they're not over the top but really in any good way. Like, the thing about Cassidy and Shriek in general, and even in comic-wise, is they're just fucking batshit goddamn insane. You don't even know who they are for the most part. They don't really say anything. Like, and even the PG-13 thing holds them back immensely. Immensely. Because mm. every time somebody dies, like, 90% of the time it's an explosion. So you can't even feel yeah. for the actual deaths of what they're doing it made me laugh because like you know running thing in these movies is venom bites off people's heads a lot but they do it and the camera like slides <laughs> away when he when he does it It'd be like how and the camera's like whoa you don't want to look at that i'm like wait i want to look at that <laughs> i found a squirrel this cameraman today has adhd Ooh, squirrel squirrel <laughs> shiny it's crazy to me because the pan away and the pg-13 like if you know that you have to work in a pg-13 box why would you choose Carnage? Like, it doesn't make any sense. It just, it, the whole movie really felt like Columbia couldn't figure out what they wanted to do with it. Well, did they start out with the PG-13 rating? And, they, and then they said, you're going to be PG-13, make a movie around that. Or did was that, that's uh, there was that, a that lot came of, down There were a on? lot of battling about it in the early days. Yeah. And I think uh, eventually they went, look, the first movie made a really, a lot of money as a PG-13 movie. And we don't really want to fuck with that. So make it PG-13. Uh, I mean, I get it. But this should have been R from the first place, which yeah. everyone said about the first one. Said, you know what would have made this better? If you had fucking leaned into it and gone R. Yeah. I mean, look at The Suicide Squad. Everybody loved that because it leaned into it. That's what the, sh- the biggest problem with these. You're like, you're still courting an audience of 10-year-olds, and this is not appropriate for 10-year-olds. So maybe move up? <laughs> well, that brings up an interesting question because... At the time they were making this film, they didn't know about the success of Suicide Squad. Mm -hmm. Do you think that the success of Suicide Squad is going to change some of... I mean, it probably will still be a PG-13 because, spoiler alert, we're going (laughs) to see Spider-Man in it. Yeah. But as far as Venom 3 goes, I wonder if... Now knowing what we know about James Gunn and Suicide Squad, if they'll just be Maybe. like, let's let's do this. Well, they I'd definitely like to believe that. That'd be a great yeah. reality. I hope so. yeah. They definitely filmed this to be PG thirteen. It wasn't like in the edit break come back down from R. So I mean, I assume that if they had had that, they would have gone. You know what, director? Why don't you re-edit this a bit? Maybe we'll give it an R after all. Yeah, I think the issue with that argument is that Deadpool and Logan had already proven that R rated comic book movies had done very well for themselves, mm-hmm. and the, and the fact that they decided immediately within the first Venom that they were going to go PG thirteen. Yeah. They already made up their mind from that moment on. But let me say one of the weird things here, because we addressed this early on in the review, is that everybody loves the interplay between Venom, the symbiote, and Eddie Brock. It's funny in the first one. The high points are all when they're sort of bickering back and forth. So now what, okay, this has been going on for a while. They're like an old bickering couple. That's really funny. There's one problem. They talk over each other constantly. (laughs) I couldn't even understand what one or the other was saying half the time because they're just kind of overlapping. And and you're like, okay, it's funny, but Venom shouldn't talk 
constantly. No, no, yeah. I have ADHD. That's what my brain is like all the time. <laughs> Everything made perfect sense to me. Sorry, guys. Uh, being a multiple personality, I understand. <laughs> yeah, the thing about the Venom relationship is that it's that's the thing that still works for me, even from the first movie, is that... Because even with Spider-Man and Venom himself, like it's always been a lover's quarrel from the get-go. Like, between Spider-Man and his ex-girlfriend and his ex-girlfriend's rebound guy. That's really what the Spider-Man Venom fight has been about. And this sort of just plays with the fact that it's a love story between Venom and, and Eddie. The culmination of the breakup sort of makes for some very awkward sequences, though. I think it they're really supposed does. to be, though. I, I like that, that they're awkward. You're supposed to feel uncomfortable as you're watching it. Be like, oh, this is not right. This I'll is be up. honest, I feel like this should have gone full romantic comedy, like, mm. more something about Mary than, like... <laughs> Avengers. But like. the, I think the question is, does anybody want to show up for that movie, though? Me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the issue is I they don't... I don't know what that means. How, how helpful that is, but... <laughs> My issue is they don't go full enough with it. The thing is, like, because I would have been fine with it if those awkward scenes were, like, played more into what's going on, I think. But they just don't really feel like they have a point no, it's, it's very it's aimless, really this movie. For 90 minutes, and this is the longest 90 minutes ever, it's such a directionless film. It doesn't really know what it wants to be, and I think it's trying too many things and not really succeeding at any of them. Yeah, because the breakup doesn't really matter in the third act in any way. No. Like, there's never really a moment that makes sense in the third act for making the breakup happen, especially the way the fight happens. You didn't understand why the breakup happened? It doesn't feel like it pays off, is the best oh. way of putting I, it. I feel like the scene where, which I think is the funniest scene of the whole movie, where Venom talking through someone else, but we're still hearing Venom is deciding whether or not to accept an apology. I was laughing out loud during that. I thought oh, that, that worked great. really well. <laughs> so I'd be like, that's the reason to set up that really, really funny sequence. But that I don't feel like that's enough because there's not enough of it, okay. I think is my issue. Plus... The final battle just feels so... It's so unsatisfying. It, like, yeah, it is. Every, the it's, the it's, issue it's, with the CGI is that every scene is like in a dark area. Carnage's cooler powers, you can't even tell he's doing them. Like, I had to squint really hard to find out that he did an axe at one point. <laughs> and as well as the stuff with him and Shriek. One of the, the more interesting aspects of Carnage I've always liked was the fact that they bond so easily. Like, everything I like about Carnage, this movie does the exact opposite of. Mm. Which is really my biggest Maybe issue that's our movie. difference, is that I can't think of anything I like about Carnage, but I kind of like this movie (laughs) (laughs) so there's two points that i want to make because i really like first of all that last battle scene killed me and i think part of what killed me also was the coloring on carnage Mm -hmm. wasn't contrasting enough to make his giant gaping toothy mouth actually scary like we just lost Mm -hmm. his mouth in every shot those colors should have popped absolutely It it was really dark and i don't feel like they knew what to do with their color palette and again another one of those things that i think they went People are going to poke fun at me for saying that this movie went too subtle. But, (laughs) you know, there's a moment where Eddie is having a conversation with Venom right before they're about to fight. And Venom's like, oh, shit, this symbiote is bonded to his blood. And, like, he expresses sort of like, I can't fight that. I'm worried that that connection is stronger than my connection with Eddie. It sort of touches on that insecurity and why it makes the whole first act and second act matter in the third. But it's so brief and it's so subtle. And people, we do not come to a Venom movie for subtlety. (laughs) That is not what I showed up for. Like, if you're going to make a point, you have to make it in your face for the audience. Because And there's another point in the movie that also did that. And that was the Venom coming out of the closet thing, Mm -hmm. which I had issues with as well. Like, there's nothing about... 
any of Venom's journey and Eddie's journey with Venom and how they fight that's subtle. It's very spelled out for the audience. But his coming out was really like queer coded. Like he wasn't oh, necessarily like heavily. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't like in a specifically gay environment. It was something that we were supposed to kind of know is based loosely on this LGBTQ festival right. that we only know because we read an interview with Andy Circus. And it's like, this is the moment you choose to be subtle. And again, at the end, when he's talking about the bond, this is the moment you choose to be subtle. <laughs> learn where to punch and learn where to pull back. It's like it's a joke. Isn't it funny that this guy and the symbiote could be gay for each other? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> but let's not like make it overtly gay. It's got to be subtle. It's got to be like people who know, you know. If there had but been a I'm drag like, queen in that audience. I'm right. like, should you love that or hate that? Yeah. You know, I was very like, I'm not sure if this is offensive or affirming. It's just another, <laughs> it's just another thing in this movie that didn't work. Yeah. It's, all, it's like you're almost there. You're like on to something, but you refuse to commit to the bit. Yeah. And that ruins the bit. I will say about the final fight scene, though, at least Andy Serkis, who came in and directed this one, knew how to film a, a CG, you know, with guys in mocap outfits fight scene so you could at least follow the action. Because I was like, I remember the last one, I was like, I literally have no idea what's going on. It's just a big amorphous blob on the oh, screen cool. that's moving around. This one, I'm like, I can tell who's hitting who and when and what's happening. But, but I don't know, man. It's just, it's not a fight you really have that much that you give a shit about and it's yeah. kind of there's a lot of comic book cliche stuff going on during it and I, I don't know it's very know. Iron Man 2 that fight well let's go to final thoughts Frank so this was a piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> sorry it, it's not interesting it's it's definitely not funny the only laugh that Mike and I had was hearing Woody Harrelson dub his teenage self that was definitely the hardest <laughs> laugh we had yeah well that's the one I had yeah I was like really yeah but I, nobody sounds like Woody Harrelson to be fair so yeah, yeah that's fair enough I never saw Mike raise his arms up in a movie like this as many times as we did. <laughs> at one point, I was like, then I tell you, he's like, I just want to go home. Yeah, you literally <laughs> just looked at me like before the third act started, and you're like, can we just leave like right leave? now? <laughs> can we just go home? No one will yeah. notice. I'm sorry, this is not, uh, they're trying to go for comedy, and the comedy doesn't work. Like, look, it's funny, because he's not a real human being, so he can't make breakfast. And like, I'm sorry, nobody wants to go see Venom at a rave. I don't know anyone that wants to go see Venom at a rave. That's not something that anybody was clamoring for. Do they still have raves? I guess I, mean, I guess I'm I'm not the rave age. I'm going to be 40 soon. So, I maybe maybe I'm just grumpy. But I thought this was really hollow. I know that Circus has a lot of great creativity about him. I just recently rewatched his uh, directorial debut, a film called Breathe, about a man that was suffering from polio in the 50s, and that movie is so great. It's so creative. It is so beautiful. It's so tender. It's about characters actually interacting with each other. This, on paper, an Andy Circus directed Venom would sound like a good idea, but that's really where it belongs. This is a huge misfire on every level for me, except for Woody Harrelson, who really does have it. He's having fun, and I'm having fun watching him. He really reminded me of late era Vincent Price with that sort of theatricality <laughs> about him, and he was just having a blast in spite of that bad hair. Still, he was still owning it. He was still rocking it. Fair's hair isn't as bad as it was at the end. It was not. Credits no, of the it, last it is an improvement. Movie, it is an improvement. Which, like, God, they got rid of the curls. Oh my God. <laughs> They're so terrible. Other than that, it was uh, it was a waste for me. And I drove all the way down to the Violet Crown for it. So I'm going to give this four out of 10. Reed Scott, who plays Michelle Williams's fiance, because he's a tall drink of water and he had no purpose being in this movie, but it was great to see him. Just go watch Veep again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. I just really didn't like this movie. I'm not going to pretend that I didn't like some of it, though. Like, I had some fun with the Venom 
Tom Hardy relationship itself, but the actual movie itself, there's so much just wasted potential, I think, is really what it comes down to, is that any circus was forced to be pulled back with this PG-13 rating. They didn't really know what to do with Carnage or Shriek. Carnage doesn't really do anything, I feel. There's a lot of explosions for the most part, but even then, like, there's just not really anything to their character. And, like, again, everything that I like about Carnage and Venom's relationship as well doesn't really played for in this point, except for, like, a single sentence. That's also another subtle thing. Who knows what the fuck they're going to do with Patrick Mulligan, the cop? Is he going to be toxic? Who the fuck cares? Is that, I was trying to, I was wondering, I was like, what, what is that? What just happened? Is that yeah. a guy in the comics? Yeah, okay. he's, uh, the character itself is the guy who is, is toxic. Cause I'm like, is, in but, my history is with like, if Spider-Man's doing the Venom thing, I'm like, okay, tell me when that run ends and I'll pick it up again <laughs> after that. Which is fair. By the time the movie was done, I was just like, I don't give a fuck about any of this. And then when the post credit scene happened, it felt more like a threat than it felt like a treat. <laughs> and so by the time it was done, I was just like, oh my god, just fucking shoot me. If you like the first Venom, I, I think you will like this one, to be honest. Like, Because that's the thing, is I know a lot of people who don't actually know a lot about Venom or Carnage, but like that first movie a lot. And I think they would like at least a lot of this. Because they're not as held back by you know, our thoughts of natural born killers as well as a lot of other things. I can recommend it to those kinds of people, but I can't recommend it for anyone who has any kind of general interest in those two characters. Like, at least... <laughs> comic book wise i guess i hated it i would give it four out of ten televisions throughout the window so four is a hated it rate number for you that's like barely below average it's mostly because i still liked a lot of stuff with the tom hardy stuff so that's hated it still well it's there's enough there's still a lot that i <laughs> hate about I'm it i can go to three if you like want. i said the numbers are the numbers system is irrelevant i, I mean, this is the guy confused. this is also the guy, that gave, this also the guy that gave a one to old yeah, because it it didn't even deserve a one. That was only there for the teenage girl, Mackenzie, uh, I forget her first name, Thomas yeah. and Mackenzie, who's yeah. great in everything and is really good in Last Night in Soho, but more on that on a different review. Well, Chris Danny, <laughs> what about you? What, what, what do you think? All right. There's actually some things that I really loved about this movie. Again, like the back and forth between Eddie and Venom. I actually really love how they pull in Dan and Anne and they become like sort of this dysfunctional family. You see a lot of pining in situations like that instead of like helping each other and like still caring. So I loved that. I give it four out of 10 toes in the sand. <laughs> you know, I hate to say this, but I kind of enjoyed this. It's I can watch and go, this isn't a good movie. It takes more than both of my hands to count all the things that are wrong with this movie. But I just didn't care that much. I was like, I don't even feel like I have a dog in this fight. I'm just here. It's fucking air conditioned in here. I'm trying to decide if I should have popcorn or not, but not worrying too much about it. Just going, I like kind of like the first one okay, and I kind of like this one okay, and I'm glad I saw it. I'll probably even watch it again. I don't know. There's nothing that's hateful here in it. It's just all, yeah, it's fine. Or occasionally, well, that was pretty fucking funny. Like, you know, so to me, I'm like, yeah, this is like above average. This is nowhere near as good as any of the MCU films. Like, even the worst of them is still way better than the Venom films, but like on so many different levels. Okay, maybe not Iron Man 2, but still. <laughs> I was, I was say, about to really? say. Well, Whiplash it was like hard. Yeah. Whiplash is hard, all right? But it's not good. It's not hateful. I like Tom Hardy. I like that he's having fun here. Uh, who is the voicing Venom? It's Tom Hardy. Yeah. Oh, is he really yeah, voicing Venom yeah. as well? There used, yeah. there used to be another guy who, like, they also had within it, but he died not too long ago. Oh. Of, like, cancer, I think. Fuck. Because I thought yeah. they said Tony Todd was going to come in and do yeah, that. That's for the game. That's well. for Spider-Man 2. Mm-hmm. Oh, the game. the game. Tony yeah. Todd should have been voicing it the whole time. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. It's just like, you know, we appreciate that Tom Hardy likes to do voices. Whoa, Versatility. Was <laughs> <laughs> like, it was a, the character for Batman, like, everyone was doing nonstop Bane? for, like, five years. Like, Tom Hardy's Bane. Yeah. Thank God there's a different version of him in the <laughs> Harley Quinn anime 
animated series now that everybody likes even more. So I'm just, that makes me very <laughs> happy. But yeah, it's just okay. Fun. Okay. I'm going to give it five and a half out of 10. A Harley Quinn's version of Bane that I hope makes an appearance in the next Venom movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to blow up this review. <laughs> I mean, even better if it's Harley Quinn's version of King Shark because, you know. <laughs> oh, God. 